The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm really excited to dive into today's topic because it has a lot to do with our emotions and how we feel our success in many areas of our life. And I think it's so important because when you have MS and therefore you have this thing that is likely limiting you, especially when it comes to our mobility, it can be really easy to fall into a negative mindset, especially if you've been staying super consistent and you're not seeing the progress that you want. So we're gonna dive into that. I have started reading a book called The Gap and the Gain. I am a personal development junkie. I love reading and listening to personal development books, and this is my most recent one. And I will be honest, I'm not done with it. I don't even think I'm halfway through it, but every word I hear, because I'm actually listening to this via audiobook, every word I hear, I'm taking notes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to share this with my Missing Link members and with my audience because everyone needs to know this message. It truly is a different way to think about anything in our life, whether we're talking about exercises or goals or relationships the way that we view everything that happens and everything that we're working towards can either make or break our success. And so I'm going to review with you exactly what it means to be in the gap or in the gain. It may sound intuitive. You may already have an idea of what it means, but I'm going to explain what it means. And then I'm also going to share with you a few things that the authors share as to how to get out of the gap. Because if you haven't noticed yet, or if you haven't put two and two together, the gap is the not so good one. And a lot of us are in the gap. And so they actually give some tips as to how to get out of the gap mindset and into the gain mindset. So again, the book is called The Gap and the Gain. The subtitle is Entrepreneurs and High Achieving People Become Successful by Recognizing the Gap and the Gain. And the authors are Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. So the gap, is when you are measuring how far you have to go. So you're measuring against your ideal. So let's use the example of learning a new language. If you are trying to learn a new language, your ideal is speaking fluently in that new language. And so as you're practicing your classes, your words, you're practicing speaking and writing it, If your end goal and your mindset is, I will be successful when I am speaking fluently, when I am at that ideal point, you are measuring your gap. You're measuring how far you have to go. So that would be a gap 
mindset. The contrary is the gain mindset. So the gain is measuring the gains that you've made since starting. So instead of focusing on that ideal, where what that end goal is, you're focusing on where your starting point was and where you're at now compared to that starting point. And so when you measure it this way, you're looking more at the progress that you've made. So let's use the same example of trying to speak fluently. When we're in the gap, we're comparing ourselves to that ideal of speaking fluently. But when we're in the gain, we're realizing I'm not speaking fluently yet, but I have learned 100 words confidently in this new language. And I started off knowing zero words. How much more inspired are you going to feel when you view it in the gain mindset of how much you've gained from where you started. So much more inspiring and motivated. And so one reason that the authors suggest that we live in the gain is because when we're measuring based on our progress that we've made, we're, we appreciate how far we've come. And when we're appreciating that, it fuels even more progress. I mean, think about any goal that you're working towards. And if you are constantly feeling like you're slacking, like you're you're still not at that ideal, don't you try a little bit less? Maybe you skip it some days, whatever this goal is. It's so much easier to fall off track and or just stay less consistent overall. And then you're for sure not going to reap the benefits that you're looking for because you're not feeling motivated by what you've gained from the experience so far. So when you're measuring in the gain, there's a more positive energy that you'll have and you'll feel less often like you're falling short. And that is something where I hear almost daily from my Missing Link members and my one-on-one clients and even my audience over on social media is that they feel like they're falling short. And that is discouraging and defeating. And when you're feeling like you're falling short, when you're feeling discouraged and defeated, nine times out of 10, if not 9.9 times out of 10, that is an indication that you are in the gap, not the gain. And there might be very valid reasons for you to be feeling that way. But in any one situation, there's always the gap in the gain. And we can choose to choose the gain mindset instead of the gap. This is not toxic positivity. We're not ignoring real life things and situations that are happening. We're choosing to see it differently. So let me, instead of Using the example of learning a language, let me give you a different example, which might be a little bit more realistic, which is exercising. So let's say that you have a goal of exercising to a point where you are walking on even and uneven surfaces with no mobility aid. Let's say that's your long-term goal. If you are exercising consistently. And let's even say you've been exercising consistently for six months and your walking is better, but you're still not walking on even and uneven surfaces safely. Or maybe you are, but you're still using that rollator or you're still using that trekking pole or that cane. You're going to feel like you're not doing enough or you're not doing the right exercises or it's unattainable and you might just give up altogether because you're in the gap. You're basing your success off of the ideal and you're not there yet. And realistically, that ideal might take two years to get to, 
But if you're focusing on that ideal and how far you have to go, you're in the gap mindset and you're less likely to stay consistent over the long haul. Now, same situation. The goal is still to walk on even and uneven surfaces without a mobility aid or even with a lesser mobility aid. And we're in the gain mindset, meaning we're measuring our success and our gains from our starting point. And you might observe when in this mindset that while you're not walking without a rollator on even and uneven surfaces, you are able to walk 500 feet in one sitting without resting, whereas when you started, you could only walk 200 feet without sitting and resting because your fatigue was kicking in. Or maybe you're still walking with a rollator, but you're tripping 50% less. Or maybe you're able to walk on uneven and even surfaces, but you're lifting your leg more, even though you're still using a rollator. So you're seeing these small areas of improvements that really add up. And over time, you'll continue to see further and further improvements. But the key here is that those improvements will come either way, but how you feel about it will be different. And how you feel about it is what will help you stay consistent for the long haul. Do you think you're more likely to stay consistent if you're feeling annoyed and frustrated that you're not at that ideal point yet, or when you're feeling really excited and motivated because you're tripping less, your stamina and endurance is better, you are lifting your legs higher, and while you're still using the rollator, maybe you only have 50% weight through it instead of 100% weight. Or maybe you're using the rollator 50% of the time and a walking stick for 50% of the time. So you're making progress, but if your mindset is in the gap, you're so much less likely to see that progress. And I see this time and time again with my one-on-one clients where I feel like I'm such a big cheerleader for them. And so often when I point out that they're doing great at something, oftentimes I'll say something like, oh my gosh, that's amazing that you can do that. You couldn't do that when we first started. Nine times out of 10, they'll say, oh yeah, you're right. I guess I I didn't realize that because they're focusing on their end goal. So it's important to have an end goal, but it's important that we don't measure our progress and our success based on that end goal. It's more important that we measure it based on where we are starting from. And one thing that I thought was really, really interesting is that if we are in the gap ourselves, if we are in the gap mindset ourselves, we are probably putting other people in the gap as well. And the example that they gave was if you have a kid or a spouse who did the dishes for you, if you're in, or not for you, but they they did the dishes, if you're in the gap mindset, you might be thinking, well, great, but I had to ask them five times. And you're feeling annoyed that, yeah, they did it, but it was like pulling teeth just to get him to do that. Whereas if you're in the gain mindset, you might be thinking, great, they never used to do the dishes. And here they did it one time this week. Maybe next week it'll be two times. Same situation. They did the same thing, but you're going to respond differently to that person based on the mindset that you're in. If you're in the gap mindset, so you're in that mindset of, well, great, but I had to ask him five times, you're going to be less grateful, 
probably. You're go- I'm just thinking of how I would feel in this situation. I would feel less grateful. I might not even mention it because they were supposed to do it anyways. And me reacting in that way is not going to motivate them to do it a second time next week. If anything, it's just going to discourage them and they're not going to want to do it even more because I didn't respond well. And now we kind of get into the situation of each person is its own person. We can't control the other people. But for the point of this conversation, the gap in gain, I hope you're getting the idea. You know, if I was instead in the mindset of, wow, they did it this week and they hadn't done it before, I'm going to be appreciative. I'm going to go out of my way to thank them for doing that. And I'm going to really hope that they do it again next week or maybe even later this week. And so how I respond can sometimes influence how those around us respond. Meaning if I am in a good or a bad mindset, if I'm in the gap or the gain, that can influence other people in a positive or negative way. And so there's two ways that they suggested getting out of the gap. So if you are listening to this and you're feeling like, yeah, I'm in the gap, I'm comparing myself to the ideal, to my end goal, and I'm constantly feeling discouraged and frustrated and like I'm not doing the right things, there's two things that they suggested. Number one, start with our relationships. So even if your goal is exercise related and physical related, so mobility, even if that's your goal, start with our relationships. Observe, am I in the gap or the gain when someone helps me? Or even when I do something, when it comes to our relationships, our spouse, our kids, our brother, sister, niece, uncle, whoever whoever you are around, friends and family even, what is your mindset when you are in those situations and what their actions are, what they're telling you? What is your mindset? Start there. They suggest that it's easier to start with relationships than it is with our personal goals. So start observing what is your mindset like in your relationships, in your day-to-day life, and start choosing the gain mindset instead of the gap for those things. Once that is becoming easier, it should be a little bit easier to translate that towards other goals that you're working towards. The second thing that the authors suggest is to have a pre-plan. So basically, anticipate what might go wrong, but have a plan for it. And what this does is it helps to avoid decision fatigue because you already have a plan for what you'll do when the thing goes wrong so that when the thing goes wrong, aka when you're too fatigued to exercise, you already know what you're going to do, aka your modified plan. So this is something that I do with my one-on-one clients on our very first call. It's an hour long. And the very last question I ask them, so by this point, we have a full exercise program based on their symptoms, based on their goals. I ask them questions like, how many days a week realistically will you exercise? And how many minutes on those days realistically will you exercise? So we have this fine-tuned program. The very last question I ask is, what are some things that would get in the way and prevent you from doing this? And oftentimes they'll say things like, I would be too fatigued or I'll forget to do them or you know X, Y, Z. And I have them list as many things as they can. And then we come up with a plan for each one. So if they're too fatigued, we have a modified plan. And so they have two different plans. And on that fatigue day, they're going to choose their modified plan. 
If it's that they will forget to do them, we put a reminder in their phone and it will go off a few times throughout the day. So plan, be proactive. Realistically, what is going to get in the way of you reaching your goals and or of you being in the gain mindset? What is something that you know for sure is going to make you feel negative, that you know for sure is going to put you in the gap? Write it down and then come up with a plan so that when that happens, you've got a plan. Another perfect example of this is I was just working with a one-on-one client today and she was telling me that her walking is improving so much except for when she's around people. And she said she thinks that the reason for that is because she put so much pressure on herself to walk well. And she's telling herself that the people looking at her are judging her and they're seeing, is she getting better? Is she not? What's going on with her? And she put so much pressure on herself based on the judgment from these other people. And so we discussed some phrases or sentences or affirmations that she could tell herself in place of feeling that judgment. So when she's in public and she's walking, instead of having that thought of, they're judging me, she can think that. That's fine to think that, but immediately replace it with a thought of, no, they're seeing how much I've improved since I last saw them. And that alone for her was enough to, it felt like a huge sigh of relief for her whole body when she thought of it in that way versus this pressure and judgment. And so what are things that will get in your way, that will put you in the gap? And what can we do? It might be a physical action or it might be a mindset shift. What can we do when that happens? Because realistically, they are going to happen. Even the authors were saying that they notice multiple times a day that they are in the gap about a specific thought or action, but they recognize it and then they switch it so that they're in the gain. And so the goal here is not to live in the gain 100% of the time. It's to recognize, am I in the gap or am I in the gain? And if I'm in the gap, how can I switch this to be in the gain? Because again, when we're in the gain, we appreciate how far we've come. We're more positive. We're more likely to stick to the things that we need to do to get us to reach that end goal. And so you're more likely to put in those actions, whether it be mindset work or physical work. If you are measuring the gains, you're more likely to do it for the long haul. And when it comes to MS, it's all about the long haul game. Several of my clients do see very quick results, but it's all about the long haul. If you stop, the results will go away too. So that's my quick recap. Again, I'm only 50% of the way through the book. I'm really excited to keep reading, but I just had to stop and share this with you because it was such a mindset shift for me, just just the awareness of the two different mindsets in everything that we do that I just really wanted to share it with you. I felt like I needed to share this sooner rather than later because it applies so, so well to everything that I talk about, especially if you're having difficulty with your routine. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you found that insightful and motivating and are eager to assess where your mindset is throughout the day. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. 
If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.